Welcome to A Peek Into Our Soul podcast series with Stephen Bradley Waters, author of Losing Your Mind to Find Your Soul and A Father's Daughter book series. Paperback exclusive to Amazon, digital content such as ebook and audiobook available from online stores. Until we embrace our past and where we are, we're not ready for the future. Um, it's a harsh truth, but it's the way it is. You have to own up to who you are. You have to be able to admit that if there's been a problem in the past. Heal from it. And don't hide from it. Because uh, none of our lives are perfect. I've said it time and time again. It isn't, and there's no point trying to pretend that it is. You know, there's been ups and downs. There's trauma to overcome. There's difficult moments. There's adversity. You know, we can't all be um, our best selves 100% of the time. That's not going to happen. So there's different sides to every story. You know, the truth is always in the middle somewhere. Um, we only see things often from our own side. We might have an open perspective on um, other reasons and perspectives, but unless you're in someone else's psyche, you can't 100% know what they were thinking and why things happen the day they do entirely. But, you know, if we don't acknowledge the past and we suppress it, it's only going to follow us into our future. So, you know, I tell my story and I have done. My books are a telling of everything that I have endured. Um, my father's daughter book series is, you know, retelling of an incredibly traumatic period in my life. Um, one where I've been at the lowest I've ever been always been strong-willed um, determined and headstrong but even I even though I was at an incredibly low point where doctors were worried about me they wanted me to have therapy of all things um, but I knew my own inner strength and I knew what I needed to overcome it, it might take me slightly longer on my own but I've come through it flying colours I've learned from adversity and I've told my story, so rather than hide from it, and, you know, don't learn, I have learned, and I have shared with the world, you know, I have no secrets in that regard, you know, going forward in my life, I can look back at those moments, and I acknowledge what happened, I acknowledged how hard it has been. But I've learned a lot about myself along the way. And these moments happen for a reason. But like I say, you know, not every not every party is going to be innocent in situations. And I think as long as we learn from it, grow. And evolve ourselves. Then it was, it was there for a reason. I mean, you could look at Mike Tyson um, for so long. He was considered savage. A hothead. Um, aggressive. But now he's starting to tell his story more and you can see someone that was hurt. Someone that was just lashing out as a way to cope. And now he has more compassion for people. So, you know, he's, he's becoming the person that was always there inside. But trauma and difficulties and youth, you know, um, 
made him be a certain way at a given moment, but he's he's learnt from it and he's embraced his his future in the present. Um, so and it, you know it's beautiful when you watch transformations like that because it's within all of us to change our lives. But unless we accept, you know, the difficulties and the decisions we make, you know, because like it, it can it can either be our decisions we've made or decisions others have made in our lives. But either way, we have to learn from it and, you know, find out what we want in life and what we don't want and be ready then for the future. But if we're not going to actively learn from anything, we're not ready for anything else. You know, so if you want the best future, you're going to have to adapt and change and evolve into the best version of yourself to be ready for that. Um... But it starts with an acknowledgement of our past, you know, if you've gone through trauma. And if it's following you to this day, where it haunts you. You're going to have to face it head on. As difficult as it is, as emotional as it is. Heartbreaking. And, you know, it's going to torture and torment. But sadly, it's going to do those things regardless of whether you open up about it because it's going to follow you for life unless you truly break those down break down what happened take a moment to really delve into the trauma and realize that some people are just cruel you know if it if it's something something someone's done to you you may well have just been innocent in all of it but it's it's having that realization that some people are just nasty and not everyone else, not everyone is and we we have to learn to find that character within ourselves and be strong in ourselves to cut people out as soon as we see a threat as soon as we realize something's not right with someone be ready to make changes and adapt but give new people a fair chance you know, if you go through difficulties in life and all you know is hardship and trauma, there may be one saviour that comes along one day who changes your life entirely and brings in a new perspective. And that's that blessing from God that has been brought down to you. You know, and to push it away and dismiss it entirely would be... That would be heartbreaking. A fresh start and a new chance of happiness. Um, dismissed through fear. Because I think when you've suffered for so long, the idea of something great is scary. And the reason it's scary is because you don't want to open up and give yourself that hope and dreams that something amazing is going to happen and you will have a fairy tale. So rather than give yourself that hope, you suppress it and accept what you have now because your dreams can't be shattered if you play it safe. But you also won't find happiness. You'll stay stagnant in a state of despair. You know, neither happy nor too sad. But we owe it to ourselves to... To be happy, and that's what I always say about my life, you know. Um, I'm content at the moment, you know, some days are low, and some days are good, but I'm content. But I owe it to myself to be happy, to be truly happy. And 
I'm always open to that. I've had a lot of people that have betrayed me, a lot of people that slander me, a lot of people that you know, are just jealous and try to bring me down. But, you know, I just know that those people are there for the lessons for themselves and for me. And ultimately it's going to push me towards the person I'm meant to be with and the people I'm supposed to be around and the wonderful new beginnings. So I don't lose hope and I don't lose that sparkle in me. Um, it drives me forward to make sure I don't <laughs> give people, the negative people, my energy. Um, but I tell my story. I tell my story for people to learn, heal, be inspired, grow, know that there are others out there that have gone through adversity and come through the other side. But I also do it for myself. It's a way for me to say, this is my words. This is my story. You can come at me. You can spread lies about me. And you can tell an entirely different story. But these are my words. And this is how I perceive what happened. So for any manipulation you try against my name, people can read my words too. And then they can form an opinion. Because uh, I speak from the heart and I speak the truth. And, you know, what people think is entirely their decision. But I think it's important I have my say along the way too. So there's such a thing as moving on and, you know, having a blind eye to the past. It's also standing up for yourself, and standing by your name. If you've had a difficult upbringing or you've had difficult circumstances, don't allow people to take power over your life and suppress you. Stand up for yourself and have your voice heard. Um, and if you don't feel you need to talk in the public eye and you don't feel you need to make it public, you know, just do it to yourself internally. Make yourself proud and say, you know what, I know what I did. I know how wonderful I am. And I won't allow anyone to make me feel otherwise. And, you know, once you've worked through issues internally you are ready for that new beginning and a new start but I think if you carry trauma and heartache into the future it's only going to haunt you it's so important to get it off your chest it's like I've met people that you know are struggling to they want to write books but they're struggling to tell their story because it's too heartbreaking and it's too emotional but for me personally that tells me that they haven't healed they haven't worked through what they need to. And writing the book is wonderful therapy. It's wonderful therapy. You know, you can do that healing while you tell your story. It might take a little while, but there's no reason for it to take your lifetime. Because, you know, sometimes you just got to rip that bandage off and and really go for it internally and just say, look, I'm going to battle my demons today. I'm not having this following me anymore. You know, I'm going to unravel the mystery of my life. And somewhere along the way, I'm going to find me again. And once you find you, that beacon of light will just glow. Um, but yeah, it's not an easy process. And I think anyone that thinks it will be is naive. You're going to cry. You're going to fall to pieces. You're going to become a shell of the person you are. But that's just the layers coming off of you before your divinity shines through. You know, your angels, your your soul, it won't allow you to be beaten. It's part of the journey to change. It's like a, a 
caterpillar turned into the butterfly. You have to go through it. Um, you have to. You just have to. You have to experience the nightmares um, for the dreams to come true and the light to shine through. So people, that's the thing that someone can't do it for someone else. You know, too many people lean on others. You know, and it's okay to be inspired, but we have to heal ourselves. And if you feel someone is going to have to do it for you, then you're not going to you're not going to conquer yourself. You're not going to conquer the past. You're not going to conquer what haunts you. You know, you got to go through it. Sadly, we've got to relive. We've got to relive the past. We have to relive trauma. I can't say how many times I have relived everything that happened from the day my daughter was taken. Um, through the madness of family court, to the ultimate decisions that were made and the chaos after and the disruption to her life and the constant um, manipulation that I've had to deal with. It's been chaotic. It's been absolutely disgusting in all honesty. You know, she's suffered, I've suffered, my family have suffered. Um, But I continue to tell my story because I don't want other families to go through this. I want people to take a moment to think about their decisions. And sadly, I sit time and time again where... I mean, I'm only pointing out the mothers because in my case it's this, but I understand there's plenty of pe- plenty of fathers who use children to manipulate the mothers too. So, you know, this is not a, a gender bias in any way. Um, it's just what I have in my daily life and I see. So I have family who... So, like, my, my brother went through a similar situation where his ex stopped him seeing his child. So my then partner said I would never do that to our daughter if it ever happened and I felt she was sincere because I would never do that and I felt like obviously as it turns out she was just really following my beliefs at a given time because when it was time for her to leave she did the same thing she used our daughter as a weapon and stopped her seeing me to hurt me but she didn't realise the damage it did to our daughter but thankfully she's as strong headed as I am but she shouldn't have been put through it and she still continues to endure now and the suffering continues um, and likewise it's happened again to another family member who's now going through a similar uh, situation where now he can't see his child and it seems to be a pattern that just continually happens and it, if it's happened within my family lineage it doesn't bear thinking about how many other families are tormented by similar situations where you know, at one moment, people were loved. They loved each other. And the heartache of separation causes either one or both to lash out at each other. They take the pain and the heartbreak. So personally, they find out, how can I hurt that person the most? How can I affect their life? Because I'm not happy, I'm going to make them suffer. So they use something that they can, they can really hurt. And often it's the child. And too many people are doing it and they act like they won't and they do. So it's hard to believe someone when they say they won't because actions speak louder than words. And I'm seeing far too many families suffer. But then I also see wonderful stories of ex-partners uniting for their children. They live in harmony and respect and they do have compassion for one another and I just think how beautiful was that? Because even though one person may feel like that was what they want to do for their child, it takes two to do it. You know, if you're constantly bashing your head against the wall and constantly have to face accusations and the other person's not willing to even meet you in the middle and 
even engage in a positive way. It doesn't matter how balanced you are emotionally and how much positive intention you have. You can't get anywhere if it's one-sided, sadly. But I'm hoping one day my books will, will be shared, will be read. And something positive comes out of it. Um, because, you know, children are suffering. Children are suffering because of a war between parents. You know, and what the what I've been through and what my family have been through and what my daughter has been through, you know, is only one dynamic of trauma and adversity because, you know, there's other abuse that goes along the way in other families with other people, emotionally, psychologically, sexually, physically. Um, I think there's so many stories throughout the world um, of people suffering so it makes you wonder you know have people healed from that or are they continuing to live with the trauma that they faced Um, for instance with my daughter you know she's very strong willed so I have no doubt that she will be fine when she reaches adulthood Um, there will be issues of course to, to contend with she may have trust issues in some ways and attachment issues she always had that problem when we saw each other she never wanted to leave me thinking fearing it was our last moment together um which can't really blame her because we never knew if it was our last moment. Um, so you're going to take that trauma into your future. But it's important that at some stage, you know, she works through what happened and knows that it's not her fault. I've always told her it's not her fault. She can't She can't control anything. Nothing's her. It's nothing to do with her. Um, it just It's just a consequence of what's happened. Um but yeah, if she blames herself in any way as she gets older, then that'd be something we have to address and it would be something that she has to overcome. You know, I can only share my side of her and tell her that she is loved. But if she has trauma to overcome, then she will have to overcome it um, to find her happiness. But I have no doubt that she will because I've always empowered her and I fear that the ones that haven't been empowered along the way and maybe had two negative parents who haven't had the best of intentions, could only drain and demoralise someone to believe they are something that they're not. Um, So if you're told you're worthless, useless, and you've never been told anything else, that can break person, that can break someone. That could truly break someone, because when someone else comes into their life and tells them how amazing they are, they're not going to believe that. And they're not going to trust that person, because that person's going to seem too kind. Like, what's their angle? What do they want? Um, so it's going to rouse suspicion. Um, so the problem with that, of course, is if you can't accept the hand of someone trying to help, what hope is there? You know, um, and it comes from healing the trauma. You're going to have to rewind and go back to where the hurt happened, the people involved, and address circumstances to truly unravel and break it apart and dissect it and it's only when you can go back into the past and not be emotional about it where you know you've healed you know if you think about a moment and it makes you angry or upset or it causes a reaction then you haven't healed yet so you're still going to have to work through the moments that are actually causing so much distress still um you know the bitterness and resentment towards my ex is gone well, not entirely, but it's 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 almost gone. It's almost gone. Nowhere near like it was before. 
I used to get incredibly angry at the thought of her because the, the, the chaos I've been put through and her family have just been nothing short of crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, it hasn't been fair. And the jealousy continues to consume their decisions. And it is what it is. And I've got, I've got no choice but to continue moving forward. But I don't have to like them to forgive them. And I don't have to communicate with them to forgive them. The forgiveness that I have is for my own peace of mind and allowing my soul to move forward. Because to forgive someone is not to say I'm accepting them in my life anymore because I'm not accepting them in my life anymore. I don't trust them. Um, I don't believe they're kind and sincere. They've shown me enough of themselves to show me that they're narcissistic and manipulative. And there's no one on earth I'm ever going to trust someone with those traits. Um, and they've been in my life long enough now to show me whether they can change or not. And if they were to change, it's really only for their own benefit rather than being sincere. So I'm done with them for good. I won't spend my life worrying about these people. But I have to find a way to live my life and not be angry at the thought of them. Because if anger is going to be the emotion that I feel then there's still a work to be done there. So it's still a work in progress on some levels. Not so, It's not so bad now. So if I'm on a FaceTime with my daughter and I hear their voice, I do get irritated. I think I don't want to hear you. I don't want to hear you. Like, I just want to be with her. And, you know, in real, in real situations, I shouldn't have to hear them. I shouldn't have to hear them at all. You know, if my daughter was with me, we would be spending time at home and I wouldn't be listening to them. Um, likewise, I wouldn't be in their house. Why would I want to be in their house? You know, but when you can't see them and the only voice you have is live chat and you have to hear them in their home, it's, it is a bit irritating because, like I say, you wouldn't normally have to deal with them. So I have to get on with it. But for now, I just turn the microphone off and turn the camera off while they're engaging and I'll put it back on after because I just think, you know what, well, that's my peace of mind. I'm not having these people in my life because I don't want them in my life. Um, so I do get a little irritated. Not so angry, um, not so bitter, but yeah, I just don't want them near me anymore. I don't like them, and I think it's okay not to like people. It's just self-setting that boundary. You know, who do I want, who don't I want? But, you know, and it's, believe me, the amount of healing I've had to go through with this, and that has been layers and layers, believe me. It was heartbreaking enough enjoying it the first time. It was heart, heartbreaking writing my court statements, having to attack the person that I loved, loved so much I was prepared to marry to now have to fight them for the sake of my daughter and then witness lies said about me in their pursuit to try and beat me because it was in their eyes it was a, it was a, to beat me for me it was all about my daughter it was what was best for her what does she want she always said she wanted to live with me so of course I did everything I can to try and make that happen if she had told me she wants to live with her mother I wouldn't have thought I wouldn't have thought to get her home, I'd have just fought for contact. And that's where the problems come, you know. Her mother wants to have control, I just want what's best for our daughter. Um, so it was hard fighting her when I wasn't trying to fight her. I just wanted everyone to do what's best for our daughter. And it was, and then that's when the clash happened, of course. So it's ended up fireworks. And in the end, after enough accusations against me, I finally snapped and said, right, game on. You've lost my respect now. I'm done with this. You know, I've tried to give you as many opportunities to see sense and be fair. And now 
I am done. And then that's when my, I actually raised the level in the end. I ended up coming at her big in in showing the support I had given and the lies she's done and how narcissistic she's been and all the negative she's done. I really started to highlight it and it became a huge war in the end. Um, so that was me finally releasing and finally saying, right, this is who you are and I'm now seeing it because for so long I was I would have still took her back, sadly. <laughs> Lucky I didn't. Um, lucky it didn't had the opportunity didn't come. My family thought I was crazy, still caring about her, but I did, and it took it took years to finally let her go and finally say, you know, you're not the person I thought you was. And f- thank God I f- I found that out uh, because that would have been another many years of chaos further if I hadn't. And we then there was a chance to reconcile. Now I would never go back, um, no matter how much manipulation they try on me. I can see through it. Um, but yeah, that took a lot of inner healing and internal dialogue to figure that out so then when court finished i wrote my books my books were huge therapy therapy for me because obviously i had to write but i also had to continuously read it back to edit so the more i read it back the more that moment worked through my mind so every chapter was a moment and it helped me get through each moment to the point that when the book was finished and I was able to actually read it entirely again and not get emotional, I knew I was done with that chapter of my life. And I think that's really helped me. But what that's shown me is that even if someone hasn't written a book, they're going to have to internalise what happened and you're going to have to still visualise what the moments until you don't get triggered anymore. And if you continue to get triggered, there's something to heal still. Um... I think the book is a wonderful way for me to heal from it because, like I say, it allowed me to continually read the passages until it didn't bother me anymore. Um, and that's how I've healed. And I think, you know, we all go through our own trauma and I think sometimes we don't see the trauma in others. If someone seems strong, I think it's worth considering what made them strong because it's easy to think they've had an easy life and they've had it easy. You know, they haven't, they ain't going through the struggles you've been through. But you might find they've been through even bigger struggles. Um, but they know how to overcome it, and they don't let it consume them. And they've done the healing, so you know, I wouldn't look, you know, wouldn't look down too much at someone that seems to have their life in order because you don't know what they've been through. Um, but use it as inspiration because if they've potentially been through something similar, or even if it's not even as bad or anything, even if it's just as long as they like, if they've been through trauma and they've overcome it to the point where they can help heal others. Just imagine how inspiring that is that you could be in that position one day. You've completely transformed the trauma you've been through to inspire others. Um, And that's part of the journey, you know, that's part of the healing journey. We have to go through trials and tribulations to heal ourselves and then we can learn to heal others. So although we can feel sorry for ourselves and feel sad we've been through this, sometimes it's for a reason, it's for our best good in the end. Because some of us are literally here to heal others rather than you know, have the happy happy beginning. We have the tormenting beginning to have a wonderful end. Um, so it's important not to dwell too much and feel life's an end at an early age because it's the catalyst for change. And I feel that as well when I see people suffering at school. You know, they get, they're getting bullied at school and, you know, sadly some people take their lives or they lose themselves and you just think, ah, oh, damn, if you just get through school... On the other side of that is the wonderful new beginning and school is only such a, a small period of life, although it's so intense, it's not forever. 
if more people could just realise that if you can just get through the school period, no matter how hard it is, your life is then free after and you can pick and choose the path you want and it isn't the same as school. So, you know, we have to heal, we have to be open with ourselves and we have to be ready for change. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. Be sure to check out more episodes in A Peek Into Our Soul podcast series and my books available from Amazon and digital stores.